Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. People who don't love cleaning and organizing. This is podcast number 176, and I'm calling it my post-summer report. I took the summer off. This is my first podcast back. I'm excited to be back, and that's actually the reason why I need the summer break, because, yeah, my brain was pretty much fried after writing two books in the last, what, two and a half, three years. Um, I needed a break, and I finally kind of feel like my mojo came back in actually in July. So couldn't force it, but I'm actually feeling excited and ready to write and podcast and all that kind of stuff. Um, So I'm going to be telling you about how the summer went, specifically in regard to the things I had um, shared in the last podcast of my plans for the summer. So specifically with my kids, my main reason that I take summers off is because I don't want to have any regrets with my kids. And they're getting old, like not just older, but old. Like I have one who will be leaving for college in two years. He's 16. And um, that kind of freaks me out, even though it's actually really nice that when he has to be at football at 7 a.m., he actually can drive himself. But anyway, I'm rambling already. Um, I do want to apologize before I get started for not having my microphone. And that kind of goes along with my summer report and what I'll probably be writing about for a long time on the blog and talking about here on the podcast, which is we have had um, almost every room so far painted with more rooms to go. We've had um, the popcorn ceilings scraped off um, in almost every room, and we have had uh, new carpet and we're getting new floors here soon. And can I just tell you, that's difficult for normal people. It's like a nightmare for people like me. But I will be talking about it um, because I know a lot of you have been through that. I've gotten questions about it. Um, It has a lot of similarities, although it's not the same. But it does have some similarities to moving because it involves getting every last thing out of rooms. And... um, yeah, like I said, worst nightmare for somebody like me. But uh, I've learned a lot. Um, I've had a lot of things that it's made me think about. And so I will be writing about those and podcasting about those soon. So I wanted to share my summer report, um, how things went. We had a really good summer. Um, obviously, it went fast like it always does. But I also want to remind you before I do about Patreon. You can be a patron of this show, and if you commit to giving at the $5 a month level to support the show and what we do here, uh, you can be invited to, um, it's a perk, okay, but you can be invited as one of the perks of being a $5 patron every month um, to a private secret Facebook group where um, our goal and our guarantee is a completely supportive environment. So, Anyway, I love that place. If you became a patron over the summer and you filled out the form, you've already been added to the group. If you became a patron at any time and you're like, I've never been added to that group, it's because you haven't filled out the form. So fill out the form, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean, fill in um, the information and I will get you um, taken care of. If you cannot find it, I understand just Email me, a slop comes clean at gmail.com. Okay, 
So, um, how did our summer go? Well, let's talk about the food thing. Um, that posted really well. A lot of people um, responded to that of how I um, fed my teenagers over the summer since I have two man-sized teenagers and one 12-year-old who, you know, she could easily pass for 14 or 15. Anyway, but um, how did that go? So the short version of what I did is every two weeks, we would go to the um, store and they each had a budget of $20 each. And with that budget, they bought things for breakfasts and lunches because I do a fend for yourself eating style in the summer, except for dinner. I do try to at least plan or cook dinner, which let's just uh, be honest with the whole paint and carpet thing has been even more crazy than it usually is for summer. But anyway, um, I, so for their breakfasts and their lunches, which I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not copping out here. I mean, this is not my, um, is copping out offensive? That sounds kind of offensive. I hope it's not. Anyway, um, uh, anyway, I don't mean it that uh, whatever. I don't know what that would mean, but it's one of those phrases where sometimes you go, wait a minute, should I be saying that anymore in 2018? Whatever, I should look it up. But because I don't edit, let me just apologize now in case it is offensive or apologize in case it's not offensive. And I took too much time talking about something that had absolutely no meaning. Anyway, whatever. Um, I am not just giving up, I guess, here on um, this, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to let my kids feed themselves. No, I mean, this is like a purpose to me. I want my kids to be able to function in life. That does not necessarily mean that I expect them to eat completely from the farmer's market while they're in college. I mean, you know, ramen noodles, noodles. <laughs> ramen noodles are reality for college students. Okay. So I want them to be able to cook ramen noodles. Um, I want them to be able to make macaroni and cheese. I want them to be able to go to the store and actually find things and put together enough food for them to survive. Okay. I mean, I'm not talking about teaching them major stuff. By the way, I did not teach my kids the whole cooking class that we talked about. That didn't happen. I kept thinking it was going to, and it never did. Anyway, but I do want them to be able to survive, okay? So um, part of that has been adding in the shopping element of it over the past two years and adding in the budget part of it so that they can see these things, why it is that I buy ingredients instead of pre-made stuff. Because you can get a whole lot more food with ingredients than you can with stuff that you just stick in the oven. Um, so it went really well. Honestly, I'm going to give myself an A plus, um, which, you know, whatever. Anyway, I can give myself whatever I want to, but I'm going to give myself an A plus because, um, it worked. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we did it the summer before as well, that this wasn't a brand new thing. I mean, my kids were asking me before school was even out, are we doing the summer food thing that we did last year. I mean, like that, that was something that they asked and they were looking forward to it and they were thinking about it. Um, I do have one of my kids who would buy all this random stuff. And then basically anytime somebody else was cooking, he would say, can you add some for me too? And that's how he ate. You know what? I suppose that's a life skill as well. Anyway, um, but he was also 
Okay, I'll just say it. It's my oldest. Um, anyway, he's also the one who's home by himself probably more often, and he can completely survive. He can function, all that. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, so it helps them a lot with the budgeting. It kept them fed over the summer. Um, I am going to say, though, you know, do it your way. Uh, you know, I have a friend who, it's so funny, she was telling me that her daughter was saying, why do we have to do all the bad things that Dana suggests and we don't do the good things? And I guess what she was talking about, what was it, the bad things? Oh, it was the every other year birthday parties. I kind of feel bad because I didn't know. Um, but, you know, she found out that we do every other year birthday parties just to keep it from getting crazy. And um, so then she implemented that with her kids. So her kids hate that. Um, and I think maybe it's the five-minute pickup. I'm not sure. Anyway, but... She wanted, like, you know, my kids, she knew what my kids do on the eating stuff, and she really wished that they could do that, that they could go to the store and have a budget. Um, and, you know, so anyway, my friend was saying that her reason for not doing that is that she really just doesn't think her husband could handle the whole $5 of individual. So so what we did was we did $20, um, and $5 of that you can mark with your name, and nobody else can eat it. But the other 15 is to be shared. Whoever wants to eat it can eat it. Um, anyway, so she was like, well, I don't think my husband could handle, you know, there being food in here that he's not allowed to eat. You know, I mean, come on, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying he's a great guy. I know him. But, um, you know, just like remembering that it's hard for my husband to remember. And honestly, my husband just eats it anyway. And I've told the kids get over it. You know what? This is our thing. He can eat whatever he wants. Um, but I guess my point is with everything in life and especially with everything that I say, make it your own. You know, what would work? Don't do the $5 personal thing. Cause I think the kids would love to have, um, just the opportunity to do $20 of, of shopping. Um, Anyway, it helped with our budget a lot. You know, that's something I hear a lot from moms is that, you know, the kids just eat everything. I think that them knowing that it's a two-week budget, it's $20, um, it, it just helps them to pace themselves a little bit more, you know, knowing that ahead of time. Um, but, yeah, don't do the $5 personal thing if that doesn't work for you. Um, but, yeah, it worked really, really well for us. Again, this summer, it's something that I, I count on doing again. I mean, my daughter would remind me, hey, mom, we need to go shopping on Thursday. You know, hey, mom, it's been two weeks or whatever. And obviously, you know, there were weeks where we were out of town and we had to adjust it a little bit. And um, nothing I ever do is exactly like military precision anyway. So it was fine. But but yeah, that worked really well. This week's sponsor is a super fun one. If you need a gift for a special someone or a special event, Songfinch is a great choice. Songfinch is a personalized gifting company that brings stories, feelings, and memories to life through one-of-a-kind songs. With personalized songs starting at $99 and delivered within seven days, their community of professional songwriters will handcraft the best gift you can give. I had Songfinch make a song for my husband's upcoming birthday. He's a music fanatic and more than a little sentimental. This made that incredibly personal and thoughtful but clutter-free gift the perfect choice for him. The kids and I had fun writing out stories and listing his interests for the songwriter to include in his song. Want to hear a little bit of it? And that after many years and miles, they would come home. 
because it was so perfect for him. My husband is a huge Elvis fan, and that is something that I put in the information that I gave the songwriter. Okay, I'll put a photo on my site of him performing as Elvis. And I was totally in awe of how Tiffany, the songwriter, captured the vibe so perfectly. Your song lives on in a personal URL called Your Story Homepage, where you can listen and download the song, read the lyrics, learn about your songwriter, and share your song. Go to songfinch.com, that's S-O-N-G-F-I-N-C-H.com, and use the promo code CLEAN for $20 off your personalized song from scratch. And of course, I'll have all this in the show notes for you. Again, go to songfinch.com and use the promo code CLEAN for $20 off your personalized song from scratch. And one of the other things that I talked about uh, wanting to do for the summer was having my kids, um, do their own laundry. Okay. Um, now let me just preface this and maybe I said it in the last podcast cause it's been months now since I recorded that when I was talking about what I was going to do now that I'm talking about what I did, let me just, um, say that this is one of those issues where people can get all internet rude. Okay, and I mean, it's not necessarily toward me, but I see it. I see people mention something about kids laundry and somebody else coming on and saying um, basically and sometimes in these actual words, you're a bad parent because you have ever done your own your kids laundry after they were six years old or whatever. You know, kids who are six can totally do their own laundry. And they should. You know, it's all about routine. And I'll be honest, I am super happy to be back to doing laundry for my family now that the school year has started and I am because the routine, it works better for our family if we don't, but we took the summer of me telling them you guys are going to do your own laundry and it achieved its purpose. Okay. Um, you know, I had taught my kids how to do laundry. I have the book teaching kids to clean. They, um, had learned all of these skills. They have been sorting their own laundry forever, which I'll talk about kind of a funny thing with that in just a minute. But, um, you know, what it did to tell them that they were doing their own laundry and have them do their own laundry was make them put it into practice again. Okay. Make them put, because honestly, I think we've, we're on our, We've had two, this is our second washing machine after the one that they learned on broke, okay? And I stuck with our routine the last several summers because that is what works best for our family is having a laundry day. Um, 
but you know, and I, I'm not saying that it's because a washing machine broke. It's because I replaced my washing machine and then I did a thing. I think it was the Nebraska furniture mart and got a new washer and dryer that actually matched, which was important because it's important to have the same size washer as you do dryer. Anyway, whatever. Um, they had not really used this washing machine that much. And so they needed to get used to it. Um, it worked well because they paid attention to the fact that laundry has to be done consistently. Um, they paid, they learned that if you wait too long on laundry, um, you're not going to have any clean clothes that day because it takes actual time to do laundry. It's not like where you can stand in front of the sink and wash one dish and then, you know, dry it off real quickly with a towel and eat immediately. Laundry is not like that. There's actual time involved there. And it, my kids are smart. I'm not acting like they're not, um, that they didn't even know that. I'm just saying it's a reality. I mean, come on. This is a reality for people like me, too. Sometimes you just never really pay attention to these kinds of things. And they especially didn't when laundry was just cleaning their drawers on Monday. And so there is a, a, an appreciation for me doing the laundry now. There is a realization that they can actually do it. And I'll, I'll just tell you, I had one who was extremely resistant. I mean, they were all frustrated when I said, I'm not doing your laundry this summer. You're doing it yourselves. You need to, um, you need to be ready to go to college. You know, college is coming, real life is coming, and you need to know how to do your own laundry. Um, they were all resistant. One was extremely resistant. And I just let him get to the point where he had nothing clean. Uh, him or her. <laughs> let me be vague. You know, it was a him. Anyway. Um, but, but I did. I just was like, hey, I, I mean it. And, you know, that's basically how I parent anyway. It's like, I will be more stubborn than you. Um, but anyway, so, I, I mean, he eventually did it. And after he had done laundry, he was like, oh, I can do laundry. He actually said the words, I can do laundry. I'm like, I know, because I've taught you how to do laundry in summers past, but, you know, kids forget things and they have to be retaught, kind of like I forget things and I have to be retaught, but whatever. Um, he was like, oh, okay. And so there was actually, even though there was huge resistance to things changing, Huge resist that that was the main thing was just I, he didn't want things to change. It's been working so great. Why are we changing how we're doing this? But once he got once he did it, he was like, oh, that wasn't that hard. He built it up in his mind as being something that was going to be so completely miserable. And it turns out it's really just putting it in the washing machine, putting some soap in and um, turning it on. You know, I mean, come on, we have a modern appliance. I'm not asking you to use a scrub board or whatever. Anyway, um, but it was a good thing, you know, so very definitely empowering to him. Um, but, you know, here's here's something, too, that I thought was interesting. So I follow this guy named John Acuff. Um, and he talks about different, um, I don't know, business stuff, but also just life stuff. And he's just funny. Anyway, um, one of the things, one of the lists that I'm on of his uh, email list, he had sent something out. I don't really remember the point, but I did get this. And it was, um, he was talking about making your own rules when you are challenging yourself. And that, um, so his example was he had done a personal challenge to read a certain number of books over the course of a year. And 
he decided to put that he was going to count audiobooks and he had people tell him audiobooks don't count and he was like it's my personal challenge and I'm doing it the way I want to so I get to decide if audiobooks count and so my point here is are having my kids do their laundry we didn't do it perfectly but it was my decision as a mom what I wanted them to do and what I wanted them to learn. And I'm considering it successful because even though there were days where they wore some dirty clothes, that's successful to me because it actually taught them the lesson that I needed them to learn. Um, the fact that they were resistant, you know, sometimes as a parent, when a child is resistant to something, I can feel like. I have failed because they didn't just immediately go, okay, mommy, not that they call me mommy, but you know what I mean? Okay, mom, I'll do exact, you know, and I feel like I failed in that moment, but you know what? The resistance then made the realization that this was not that hard, even more of a um, lesson for this kid. Okay. So, you know, looking at it as what is my actual purpose here? I want my kids to go to college and actually know what to do, actually know how to have clean clothes, actually understand that hmm, when I get down to two outfits or two pairs of clean underwear, that's when I need to do laundry. Not when I go, wait a minute, there's no underwear in my drawer. That's not the moment to do laundry, to do it sooner. And so all these things, yes, I accomplished the purpose that I wanted to accomplish because I get to make the rules because it's my family and we're doing what we need to do. And I guess my point in that with laundry is, like I said, this can be an issue where people will actually think that they're better than someone else. I was on a call, I think I've told all this before, but I was on a call one time for a brand and they were asking all of us cleaning experts. <laughs> I know, go ahead and laugh, it's okay. Anyway, but they were asking us for, you know, our laundry habits or whatever. And somebody else who was a super, um, you know, super deep freak kind of a person, which is why she was asked to be on this, which totally makes sense, said something like, I have no idea why someone would want to do their laundry on one day. That makes no sense. It's so much easier just to do it every single day. And I was, and I spoke up because I was like, here's why it's easier for me personally to do it all on one day. Y'all know I have a laundry day. I've got podcasts about laundry day, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, and I guess my thing was, I don't know why, for some reason, laundry, I guess maybe because it's an actual struggle for more people, where dishes, there are more people who it's not a struggle for them. They're like, just do the dishes, you know, where people like us have to be, just do the dishes, really? That makes an impact. Anyway, um, but laundry is a legitimate struggle because of the routine issue for so many people that people get really condescending about the other way that other people do it. Do whatever you need to do to make laundry actually, you know, get done. Okay. Anyway, whatever. I'm rambling. I'm just saying um, it totally achieved our purpose, my purposes. But I will tell you that um, at the end of the summer, um, probably about three weeks before the end of summer, I was like, y'all bring me your laundry. I can't stand this anymore. I just couldn't stand the piles of dirty clothes in their bathroom that were taking completely over. And 
how I knew that there were some dirty things that maybe were a little bit damp even um, at the bottom of those piles because here's the thing. Routine is everything, and I can teach them the skills, and I can encourage the routines, but I did not force the routines. I didn't say, mostly because I don't remember that it's Monday or Tuesday in the summer. I didn't say, okay, it's Monday. It's so-and-so's day to do the laundry. I didn't say that. I just said, you need to do your own laundry. And I would help them with that. My daughter takes, I mean, she takes advice greatly. She's like, okay, I'm going to do my laundry on such and such day. Well, you know, you'd lose track of what day it is. But she did a much better job because she focused on routine. Um, the routine is everything in actually keeping laundry under control as opposed to the skills. And the routine is the thing that each person has to find out what works for best for themselves, often through trial and error. Some people care more about finding that solution than other people care about finding that solution, whatever. Um, at the end, I was, I mean, I still, if they didn't have something, I would say, you're supposed to be doing your own laundry. But I did play catch up some as a mama. I'm just going to be honest because I couldn't handle it. I couldn't stand it anymore. Um, but it also was a reminder that those things they haven't worn all summer need to just mostly go into the donate box because they don't care enough to keep them washed. Um, here's something else too. So there are a lot of people in this world who don't sort anymore because fabric and um, color safeness and all that kind of stuff has improved so much over whatever years of the world that have existed. Um, so there are a lot of people who don't sort their laundry anymore. I personally sort because I do it all on one day. I need to sort it into piles anyway, so it's just easier for me that way. But I learned to not freak out about sorting. And I taught my kids, you know what? All of your clothes that need to be washed, because we do have a pretty big washing machine, can probably all be washed at one time and go for it. You know, like they're probably going to be fine. I mean, I did say I wouldn't put jeans in with your whites. I wouldn't, you know, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, they didn't sort and all of their clothes were fine. Um, you know, that's why I still am like, wait, that's a really bright color. That's newer than the others. Don't put that in with things. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's something else that I learned to not freak out about, right? And not freaking out is kind of the goal, isn't it? Okay. All right, let's see what else do we have to talk about here. Um, oh, some other things. Um, so my daughter, um, I was proud of her. Like we, so we came home from, my whole family went to camp this year because all my kids were at teenager camp for our church, youth camp. So we all went, my husband and I too, we went as sponsors. It was really fun. Um, my daughter came home and I was like, we're, we're washing all the camp stuff for everybody. You know, I was like, okay, everybody bring me your camp stuff. That's probably when it started that I was done with, um, letting them complete it on their own. I was like, y'all bring me your camp stuff. Cause I don't want wet, gross stuff in your bags, growing mold and bug bugs and all that kind of stuff. Somebody mentioned the whole, um, doing laundry when you first get home because of um, the possibility of bed bugs. And I took that to heart. So I have been, yeah. So I'm now, I'm like, when it comes home, I'm doing my laundry immediately. But so I've asked everybody to gather to bring me their laundry and my daughter had already started hers, you know? And so I think it's, there's that giving them that responsibility is also empowering because it's like she came home from camp. She just immediately put her stuff in the washing machine. And did that. And I, I'm not sure if if we hadn't done this, 
you know, this summer of laundry is your own responsibility for yourself. I'm not sure if we hadn't done this, if, if she would have thought to do that, but because, you know, it was, it was just empowering for her. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to do it because I can, and it's my responsibility anyway. So blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, something else too, that, um, I wanted to mention, I've talked before about my love of packing in Ziploc bags for my kids, especially when they go to camp. Um, because, you know, I put a whole outfit in a Ziploc bag, which when they're older, sometimes it takes the two gallon bags. Um, which I don't know that those are Ziploc hefty, I think is what I've used for those. But anyway, I'll put those in that and that keeps their clean clothes clean. It also lets them have an entire outfit. They just reach in, pull one out. So my boys claim that that is the dumbest system ever and it does not work. And I don't understand how it doesn't work um, other than they, it, whatever. I don't even care. I finally just gave up and I'm like, fine. I just put your old nasty clothes together, whatever, pack however you want, except I did make sure they had enough stuff to go to camp. But, um, I, you know, I gave up on that. But my daughter specifically asked, we are going to do that again, right? Because that works so well. And I was like, yeah, it does work so well because I remember being thrilled to pull out a Ziploc bag full of um, an out, an exact complete outfit when my mom did that for me for camp, but whatever. Kids are different. And um, I feel like so much of parenting is loosening my grip, you know, and just going, Okay, there are times to dig my heels in like I'm not doing your laundry, um, but there's also times to just go, fine, life is not going to be over because you um, wore the same shorts every day at camp, which I was at camp this year, and they did not wear the same shorts, so maybe they are getting old enough that they actually care about stuff like that, so yay. Anyway, um, okay, so that's my summer report. Um, I did want to talk just real quick. Um, something else that kind of made me super proud of myself. Um, so if you're new around here, what an interesting one for you to start with. But if you're new around here, um, when I say my deslobification process, what I mean is I um, started completely overwhelmed, bewildered by my home. Why was it constantly a disaster? And here we are nine years later. Do you all realize it'll be nine years on Monday? Oh, my word. Anyway. Nine years later, and I've come a long way, and I've figured out a lot of things. One of the things I've figured out is that this is a personal struggle for me, meaning it will always be a struggle, but I've found ways to keep my home under control despite the fact that this is not natural to me, and it probably never will be natural to me. Anyway, but so I had a moment this summer, actually I had two different moments, of realizing how far I have come because, you know, my house especially in the summer, out of routine, it gets crazy again and again and again. Um, so it's nice to be reminded, oh, wow, I have made huge progress because we've also gotten more used to our house not being completely banana pants, you know. Um, banana pants is not offensive, is it? Anyway, whatever. Um, so as I, uh, one of the things was, I actually almost had a house sitter. For most people in the world, you're like, okay, what's the big deal? Y'all, if you're anything like me, if you're a true kindred spirit here, 
Um, and if you're not, listen to this and try to understand your messy friends a little better. Um, so, so we got a new dog, and she is awesome and hilarious and crazy, um, and we love her. She's also stubborn, so we're working really hard on that. Um, anyway, we got a new puppy, and so it's hard to ask your friend to keep your dog when you have a new puppy. It's also twice as expensive to board two dogs as it is to board one. I know, right? Um, anyway, so I actually asked someone to house sit. Now, the reason I say almost had a house sitter is the first one, it was just a weekend and he lives nearby and he just said, I'm just going to come over and all that. And I wasn't really, I was like, I really wish you would stay here, but whatever. Um, I was proud of myself for even being willing to have someone stay in my house. The other one is I was totally going to have someone stay here. And then our floors and carpet person was needed everybody out of the house because he was going to be doing something where he had to keep the air off or something. Anyway, um, it's a big deal for me to be willing to have someone in my house when I'm not there and not have a heart attack or heart palpitations even over that. It's a really big deal for me to be willing to have someone actually be in my house to the point where they could go snooping around. Um, I, I'm just, I'm really proud of myself. I, I mean, there have I haven't needed to do this when I only had one dog, but once I had two dogs, you know, house sitting is the most logical thing to have someone do to take care of your dogs is have a college student come over and do that. And when I just, I just realized I would not have been able to do this, um, nine years ago. I, I just, I, I couldn't have, I, I would, it would just not even be an option, not even be something that I would consider to be a possibility. So I, I'm just proud of that. And I'm thankful for that, um, of the progress that I've made and that my house is pretty much under control and not perfect, but also not, I can't let anyone in because what if they you know, let all their friends in and they all gawked at it or whatever. I don't know. Um, and then also just the getting new carpets and floors. Um, I had a moment the other day when I was just bending over to pick up some clothes off the floor and I looked at my new carpet and I kind of got teared up because I was like, I have new carpet. If y'all have seen which you probably have blog posts and things in the past with my pink carpet, my pink carpet from the eighties that I've been meaning to replace and should have replaced for years but when your house has too much stuff in it, the thought of having to take everything out of a room is enough to make you go, I just can't do the carpet, you know, and then life gets crazy and you get used to it and you stop noticing it and blah, blah, blah. But getting the new carpet may, and having to actually move everything out of rooms, it's not fun. It's horrible for everyone who has to do that. But my husband and I looked at each other so many times and we're just like, this is not fun, but can you even imagine what it would have been like before I started this deslobification process? I, I can't even imagine what it would have been like. And yeah, so I'm, I'm proud of myself, but I'm also just reminded and I want to remind you of the beauty of decluttering. Like getting stuff out of the house 
means it's stuff that is gone. <laughs> that sounds so obvious, but it's like once it's actually gone, dishes are going to get dirty again. But decluttering actually has a lasting impact. Not that your house doesn't get cluttered again, but it doesn't get cluttered with that same exact thing again. So getting it out instead of just stuff shifting, which is what I used to always do, moving things from one room or one space to another, um, actually getting things out of the house has huge impact on just being able to live my life and enjoy my home and do the things that I've been needing to do for a long time. So anyway, I hope that's encouraging. I do want to remind you about my books, um, how to manage your home without losing your mind for the completely overwhelmed and, um, uh, decluttering at the speed of life for the person who is ready to declutter. Um, anyway, uh, I also want to make sure that you go check out my sponsors. Um, I know I've gotten so many messages over the last week. I don't know if people like pay attention to when schools start in Texas or not, but I start getting messages going, when is the podcast coming back? When's the podcast coming back? Um, I am still working on my house, trying to get it put back together as different rooms get done. Um, and I'll just be honest, if it was not for podcast sponsorships, I might have put this off another week or two. So I just want y'all, I'm just saying that because I know there are people who are like, oh, I don't like commercials. And I'm like, well, you know what? Commercials are the reason that things happen. So this is one of those very definite times where you can know that this podcast would not exist today if I didn't have a sponsor. So go check out my sponsor. Anyway, um, I am thankful for you guys, and I'm excited to get started with another year of blogging and podcasting and hopefully a lot more video making. But don't I say that every year? Anyway, I will um, talk to you guys later. Bye.